As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 299, and we have Eric Meiford back with us to join for three Japanese horror shorts, I guess. They're films that will blow your fucking minds. <laughs> totally. These are some pretty underground, obscure shit that you will have a hard time finding. In fact, when I went to look up Cyclops, we did... Okay, well, I'll tell the movies first. We first watched Cyclops with from 1987, and that is a movie that uh, is about 50 minutes long. We also have another one called Content, a.k.a. Jushin Densetsu. That's right. And what year is that from? That one's also from 1987. And what is our final one, Eric? Uh, it is The Boy from Hell from 2004. The Boy from Hell. And this is from the Hino, what's it, uh, collection? Uh, the Hideshi Hino uh, Theater of Horror. That's right, yeah. He's a, a manga writer. Yes. He writes comic books and stuff like that. And holy shit, does he have a whole bunch of little shorts for this whole package. It's like a three or four discs. Or no, it's a five disc set, it's right? Six. Yeah. Six, no, okay. I think it's six, actually. Yeah, let me double check. Yeah, it's six. Yeah. Which Fortunately, I'm sitting right become, next to my box set. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> he got it for like 10 bucks, guys. And like now it's like $80 or something like that. So it's like. Yeah, I, I bought it ages ago. I'm so glad I did now. <laughs> but yeah, we got a bunch of movies for you guys to watch. All of these you can watch on YouTube, except for the Cyclops one does not have the subtitles to it. But I think you can go to the Internet Archive and actually get the file from the actual video from there, which is totally legal. Uh, and uh, isn't it how it works? You can do that and then put an SRT subtitle to it and then watch it that way. But yeah, I tried finding it on YouTube. And I realized that there was no subtitles. And this is a movie that's going, you're going to need subtitles. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell what's going on if you, if Even you, can't, with subtitles. If you don't have Japanese or you don't have subtitles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even with subtitles, I was having a hard time. I had to pause it like seven times just so I could like write down exactly what was happening. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, some of these are pretty uh most all of them have some pretty great practical effects in them and some seriously bizarre shit in it. So this is like the creme Absolutely. de la creme for us, for us, uh, like collectors. We like to find weird shit like this. And it's not for everybody, obviously. You know, if you're just a casual horror movie watcher, you might not like these. But 
as long as we've been doing it, you know, and as many movies as we've seen, it, it's just it's it comes a acquired taste would you say well yeah absolutely i mean that's that's pretty much true of anything of horror uh it basically you either like really low budget trash or you don't it's as simple as that <laughs> i would i wouldn't even consider him trash really but you know it's just the- no 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 not yeah. these ones no but there's a there's a general community for the low budget trash for sure Culturally, like Japanese, Chinese, like Taiwanese, even like Indonesian style stuff, they just do things very differently. And it's very original and very unique sometimes. And sometimes Absolutely. they borrow from other stuff, but it's it's always usually the most bizarre shit you will ever see. And I that's why I love it. So how have you been doing? What's going on with you, man? How you uh doing this past week? Oh, you know, just doing the normal thing of, uh, well, I guess it's not really normal to just sit and watch horror movies for 16 hours a day. That's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I can't even barely watch one a day because, like, you know, I, I fall asleep half the time, you know. So I have to, like, yeah. juice myself up with, like, fucking, you know, caffeine pills and shit like that just to fucking get this done. <laughs> it sucks, dude. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm going to die from too much caffeine now, you know, or just start getting like irreversible migraines that just never stop. So hopefully it won't happen, but I envy you, man. Like that 16 hours. That's a lot. You said a week or a day. Well, no, no, a day. Jesus Christ. I used to back in the day, man, because I was just wanted to see everything. I'm like, I want to know everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing it as if it's a possibility. Uh, so I feel like Sisyphus a lot because like, I know I'm never going to see all of them, but I'm still trying like I can. So it's pretty dumb. Yeah, the, the ball is the, uh, is actually your collection that you're pushing up the hill. Is that? Yeah. And eventually somebody's just going to find me as a mummified corpse under thousands of horror movies. Probably. Uh, that's the guy, right? Sisyphus is the guy that got told that he had to like yeah, yeah, push he, the, the ball, up the ball hill. uphill. Just yeah. have it keep coming back down he wasn't even really a bad guy he just got punished for like no shit i can't even remember well yeah you know how it is back then you do anything wrong like oh medusa you're a good looking woman well now you turn men to stone bitch that's like really thanks (laughs) like damn dude (laughs) gets a bit much yeah so i didn't come up with a horror shot this week guys and i hope you don't mind it's just kind of nice like my stomach's been really fucking with me and i didn't feel right not taking the horror shot so I was like, I don't know if I should be drinking right now because my stomach is really upset. So I decided not to do it. But, you know, when Christina gets back, we should be in better shape and uh, she'll have some stories to tell about her vacation. She's already back and everything, but she's just kind of taking it easy right now. So Eric is here to help uh, fill in the spot and what a spot he has filled this past week. We had a great time and we're back to finish it up with these last three ones. So I think it might be that time to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our Japanese obscure films, three of which are short films, and we're going to go ahead and do that right now. So, I'm going to kick it off first. We're going to do the Cyclops from 1987. 
and uh, I did the work on that one. So this is a movie that you can still pick up on DVD, by the way. If you guys go to diabolicdvd.com and look up Cyclops, there's a standard edition Blu-ray region B that you can pick up, and that's the one that I watch from. So looks really good, too, by the way. But if you just want to watch it on YouTube, it's not a bad copy either. It's just a little darker and uh, not as widescreen, you know. It's not as big. Um, but this movie is a bizarre medical exam of a nude woman by several doctors and scientists revealed that the latest subject has committed suicide before giving birth to one of the mutant creatures they had placed in her body. Okay, first of all, that is not what I got from this movie at all. So let me just fill you guys in on what I think this movie is about. A doctor worked on a bunch of mutant children when they were born and because he thought they were evolved species that were ready to take on the pollutants of the world, the radiations of the world and possibly nuclear Holocaust. I would assume that this has probably been brought on by the Japanese Hiroshima bomb that they dropped uh, many years before this movie came out. But uh, yeah, this doctor, I don't know if he's real or not. I tried looking it up, but I couldn't find anything. He has some proteges and uh, he ended up dying and some of those mutant kids went on to have regular lives. Well, they actually went on to be mutants and a uh, hidden society. And that's essentially what this movie is about. It's almost like uh, X-Men. <laughs> X-Men for the bio-men from the future. Um, yeah, it's, it's like somewhere between like the Brood and the Johnsons, you know? Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's, it's, it's by a, a director by the name of Joji Lita who did Tokyo Babylon 1999 spiral from 1998. It's not the one. It's not either of the spirals you may be thinking of. That's like a, just a loose title now used. He did another heaven though, which I do remember seeing many years ago. That's he, a good one. And he also was the writer of Ringu. So the original writer, one of the original writers, um, we do have some stars in this movie. It is Kai Atu who plays Mishia Sonazaki who plays who was uh, in Ka Kagamusha, Lady Snowblood, Manhunt, Dead Angle, Dead Ball, which is kind of a schlocky sort of gory baseball <laughs> movie, which is pretty fun. Uh, it was fun. Kai was also in Another Heaven, Summer of Evil, and many more. We also have Mayumi Hasegawa, who plays Mayuki, and she's one of the main stars in this movie. She plays the daughter or brother. It's very confusing. Um, one of her first roles that she ever did, by the way, it's like her second. She was in The Nearest Place to the Sky, Daisuke, Itsurosugu, Sugo, and more. And we also have Yoshimasa Kondo, who plays the assistant doc, uh, who did voices in The Princess Mononoke, Godzilla, Mothra, King Gahira, King Gira, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. That's the name of the film. Sky High, they actually did a TV series of that. Um, which was an old uh, Japanese movie, not the, the the kids' movie where they're superheroes. Uh, Godzilla 2000, Millennium, and Cyclops was actually her first film that she ever did. Eric, I couldn't find out how much money they spent on this. This was mostly just a, a, a straight-to-video until recently when they brought it to um, Blu-ray. What did you think of this uh, short film, and have you seen it? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, It's good. It's different. I think it costs about $37 to make. Um, <laughs> Are you being serious? 
<laughs> no, no, no. Actually, some of the effects work pretty good. But, I was going to um, say, I was like, damn, that's good. No, the, my 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 issue with this movie is that it took too damn long to get to the meat of it. Right. But when it did get to the meat of it, that was badass. Right. You wanted more. Yeah. Yeah, I did want more because it was just it was just too much. The majority of the movie, even though it is only like 50 minutes long, the majority of it was just run up to the last like 10, 15 minutes that are just bonkers and crazy, yeah. you know? And I, I would have liked uh, maybe a little bit more to the story leading up to that last 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, it's understandable. Do you, did you, you, but you like the practical effects a lot. What'd you think of the oh, story? No, no, no. The, the practical effects are wonderful. Like um, everything we get to see toward the end is just one batshit moment after another. And then there's <laughs> loads of gore. And like people are dying and just just weird stuff happening. And I, I was all for that. It's just a bit of a slog to get there, but it's worth it. It pays off. Yeah, it, it definitely does pay off. A lot of people compare it to Cronenberg. No, I totally get that because it is very body horror in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and the double agent and, type uh, thing going on there. Yeah. Plus, you, you've got a little bit of the cyberpunk aesthetic, which uh, was popular in a lot of Japanese movies, you know, like Pinocchio 964, Robert's Lover. I mean, like Tetsuo the Iron Man, things like that. You got a little bit of that in there, too. Sure. What would you give it a score of? Do you do you think it was hard to score? I give it a solid six out of ten. Six out of ten. OK, I think it's, I think it's a good movie, uh, but I think it could have been a lot better or short film, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, I really actually kind of enjoyed this one. I watched the cotton first uh, before this. Um, yeah. And, and that was vastly different, um, mostly because we're also watching it on the quality was completely different. It was disparaging, yeah. completely different. But it's got a weird ass, mysterious story that's a little hard to follow. Like I said, even if you have the subtitles, like you're going to be confused on who's who. Um, yeah. And what I kept getting confused with is that. The, this there's a doctor in this movie who is continuing on the work of that other doctor who was one of the protégés of that doctor that we talked about in the uh, explanation of the sort of of the movie and he had a brother i guess and one of them was his daughter's and the daughter was living with the uncle and it didn't really i just kept getting fucking confused like i didn't know who was who yeah and i don't i think that it's mostly yeah. a translation issue Oh, I, yeah, I would imagine so. That's most likely the culprit. There's a lot of people saying brother to each other. So I would assume <laughs> that that's probably why, because, you know, just like we call each other brother, you know what I mean? We're not brothers, but, you know, translation wise, it might be lost along the way. Um, well, yeah, that's true. And a lot of people don't realize this, but this was co-written by Hulk Hogan. He did all the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for a second, I almost believed you. Like, I was like, really? <laughs> and, and Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> you gotta stop the Cyclops, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a wrestler, right? We gotta stop the Cyclops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he's doing the Cyclops Ray, which is just like basically the fucking uh, Goldberg stab like spear. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, so they go on and on about pollution and radiation in the beginning, beginning of the movie. Typically, those movies that have that sort of explanation in the beginning, either 
it's it's uber important to read that in the very beginning or they threw it in to try to make it seem it's more important and this one was the more yeah this is a convoluted story that you're gonna have to pay attention to (laughs) um yeah and even even if you pay attention you're probably still gonna be lost so don't feel too bad about that it is probably the most important info dump in the entire part of the movie but it's it's you really have to kind of i had to pause it just to read through it just because it was so fast but they talk about pollution and radiation how it can affect babies and the medications that we take and they can cause malformations which they call cyclops based on the greek name and these malformations were considered abominations and nobody felt like they needed to keep them alive except for this doctor i was talking about named dr kichi takazawa who considered the babies like i said to be natural evolutions that were preparing for the worst pollutions and radioactive futures and he died and a few infants who he worked on lived thanks to his work so yeah it's a little weird (laughs) there are mutants in this movie and a lot of practical effects but you would hope that they would have you would have seen a lot more earlier on like eric said um a lot of the people say this is one of the like cronenberg films so there's a lot of people that say this and i can totally totally see it even down to the writing style almost is like they talk like they like the viewer already knows what's going on and Cronenberg does that a lot so you have to figure it out um yeah that's that's true that's a that's a good comparison right there right like it's not it's not written for people who like need to catch up or it's not re- yeah it's like it's like they're already talking about it as if the viewer knew but you kind of figure it out as you go along but You'll get the gist of it for the most part. Pretty much just an excuse to show you the goods in the practical department, in my personal opinion, which I really liked in this one. I think the story is, you know, confusing, but it's also kind of interesting. And like if they were to elaborate on this and actually make a sequel or something to it, I would actually watch it. Um, oh yeah granted it does take a little while to see a lot of that happen but it's you know it's only a 50 minute film i feel like this one is a bit more cohesive uh than some of the other films but the end doesn't really offer any answers as to what the fuck is actually going on and it almost feels like a test for like a full movie you know like hey this is like the evil dead zero the evil or the within the woods kind of movie let us make a fucking like a real movie like a longer movie that actually makes more sense and get funded for yeah. it. Uh, but there is stuff i mean they do it like you would like a real films so don't feel like it's some you know just garbage thing i feel like it had more time if you had more time in the film it would have gotten wilder and wilder as it goes on more practical more craziness on the screen and there's a lot of people involved in this one and the characters are not very defined well so the dialogue is a little spotty when you when you watch it so you really want to kind of focus you can't like eat pizza and watch this like you have to watch it watch it but i feel like this is a pretty good nest egg for a bigger story if you can handle tetsuo iron man or something like you know more biological than and even the thing like there's some like small sort of nods towards that you might enjoy this it's not bad for a short form that's for sure and it's got a lot of potential i'd give it a six as well out of ten um it's not going to blow your socks off but there is some really impressive fucking practical effects at the end that just make you want to watch more so yeah that's where the whole budget went was right at the end yeah 100 (laughs) percent. yeah dude (laughs) but it was cool i was like holy shit they like it's like hard to say i don't want to like spoil it because 
there's really only like one big scene and then like a couple little ones. So, but yeah, if you guys get a chance, try to check this one down and watch it for yourself. See what you think. Um, you can pretty much just watch. You kind of know what's going on with us, the drama, the suspense and everything and all that. If you really just wanted to watch the end of it at the end of the movie, you could probably do that and get away with it without the subtitles. <laughs> And just see how crazy it is on YouTube. But I mean, it, yeah. I don't know. It, it it definitely could could have been better. Um, yeah. So you give it a six. I give it a six. It's a solid six out of ten. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's above. It's an above average horror movie. Yeah. Plain very and simple. Much so. Yeah. It definitely had some money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think of it watching the majority of it. You're just like, OK, not there's not a whole lot going on. There's a lot of talking. And then when you get to the end, you're like, oh, there's the money. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the camera work and stuff in it. It's a little wonky at times because they kind of like try to like do some Evil Dead type shit in it, and it just kind of yeah. like fish-eyed it out a lot, and it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, no, so not everybody can be Sam Raimi, okay? <laughs> but they might uh, look up to him either way. Um, but we do have some, or we have zero trivia on this. I kind of looked it up, but there really is not much on this. Um, I even yeah. watched reviews. I like just to just find a tiny nugget about it. And they're really, it's just very obscure and there's not a lot of people talking about it. You know, some people have seen it, but so we're just going to talk about some of our spoiler scenes and what we thought about it and what, what we thought it did well and did not. Uh, so if you don't want anything spoiled, you can go ahead down to the timestamps down below and listen to either one of the next uh, short films that we watched, either content or the other one, the boy from hell. But if you know anything spoiled, here's your warning. So, yeah, what do you have to say about this one <laughs> that you couldn't say in the non-spoiler section? Um, the birth. The birth. That that's what stuck the, the, that's what stuck with me the most is that oh. just gooey gooey birth <laughs> sequence thing and the creepy look on her face and uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is too is like it's like we're halfway through the movie and the guy goes yeah, she's pregnant. Um, it's a little more than halfway. We're probably like two thirds through the whole movie. And a guy yeah. goes, it's not going to be a normal birth, by the way. So you might want to just keep an eye out. <laughs> and the guy who actually is like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then the guy who said no problem is the one that gives birth to this slug fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like looking at his hands like, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> that shit made me crack up, man. Yeah, that was that was uh it was unexpected. I actually appreciated it for that because I was like, all right, I didn't expect to see this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's kind of a weird movie too, because it's like they're like pro um like drugs. And I think they're being having an anti drug stance in some way by making this movie in some weird way. Maybe they're yeah. Maybe yeah. they're stating that, you know, like we're polluting the world and this is what's going to happen as a result of it. I, I don't know. But the, the mom who the, the woman who gave birth to that slug thing was down in all kinds of fucking drugs to make the the baby more powerful. Yeah. And I didn't really understand the maybe we should not get to the end just yet because I don't want to. We'll save that a little bit. One of the first things you see in this movie that really kind of tripped me out is that the girl is so upset about her friend who got killed, okay? Because they kidnap her friend trying to find her to analyze her to see if she's a mutant because they're trying to find mutants. 
and they get help yeah. from this guy who wears shades, who is a Cyclops, who yep. <laughs> is helping them, who is like super cool guy, who's also kind of like a double agent. He's like helping this guy who hired him, but also kind of thwarting his plans so that it doesn't happen simultaneously, which is really strange. And then what happens? She comes home after finding her friend dead in a field naked and like half of her body torn in half or something. I don't know what happened, but like she goes home, wraps herself up in a blanket and starts rolling around on the ground crying. And then you start seeing that there's like two sets of arms and two sets of legs in the blanket. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, it's um, it, it's there's there's just some things that happen that much like the story are just like I I don't get it. Well, I like towards the end we find out that the f the brother or father or is a twin. He's like a, a a like a a twin that he keeps inside of himself, which is really odd. Yeah, and he's like the shell of the twin, which is even more weird. Um, yeah. So like the twin that's underneath him is the more powerful one and then sheds him and he dies. I don't really understand it, but I thought, oh, well, she's like a Siamese twin, too. She's got like a, a twin, a conjoined twin in her. And that's why you see the double sets of legs. But they never explain it. Never addressed. Never addressed. Like if she's obviously <laughs> she's a mutant. So, you know, things happen. But that birth that they that we were talking about, that slug thing eventually finds its way to her face which is all yeah. messed up like the Cyclops guy and then just attaches it to her and then everything's back to hunky dory. I don't know. Maybe it was all meant for the sequel that never became anything. I, there was a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, like I, I like seeing shit I, like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But you know, like you said, like I have a lot of questions, but then again, I don't care enough about the movie to really have them answered. I was just like, Oh, well that happened. So moving on, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they could do like an all out sort of meatball machine style version of this. That could be a lot better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, meatball machine, for example, had a sequel many years after it came out. So it's totally possible. I mean, the, 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 the nest egg that it is, I think really could be elaborated on more, but, Man, I think the most impressive thing about this movie, I mean, aside from the guy who like always is threatening to take off his glasses, which everybody is scared of because they know he's a Cyclops. So every time he, he reaches for his glasses, people like start to go, oh, shit, I'm out of here. Like, I don't know what his yeah. little magic eye does, <laughs> but it looks like an eyeball inside of a butthole. And then, yeah, maybe. Maybe he is like Cyclops from the X-Men. Who knows? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe he just shoots <laughs> lasers out of it. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like um, the transformation in the elevator when he's in there with the doctor and he's like, I'm not going to let you live. You know, this is my opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. And then they like start to like, I don't know what the fuck happens, but they get melty. The twin comes out of his body and shell and like you could see the fake guy on the right. Or on the left, and then the the other one on the right, and then the the Cyclops guy is also transforming into his full Cyclopsy, and and then they all mash together in some pile of biological mess that just jumps out of the elevator and slaps the girl, and then falls on the ground and is just kind of undulating on the ground. Like, what the fuck is happening? And why are they combining? <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you make any sense out of that? Because I, I didn't. No, I. You know what? I can't make any sense of it, but did I enjoy watching it? Absolutely. Fuck yeah, dude. It's like, uh, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of that thing in the uh, o- uh, Oats studio. Um, oh, yeah. Zygote. Zygote. Yeah, which is one of my favorite shorts. Yeah. Um, I love that one. It's where there's like hands and arms and legs and body parts all like moving around in this one undulating yeah. mass. It's like it kind of looks like that on a cheaper budget. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, there's no CGI in this one because <laughs> they don't have yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it looked fucking cool. And and I, I, I kept seeing it moving while she was like kind of waking up and trying to figure out. And then the father's like still trying to talk to her. He's like, don't let it beat you. You got to let it got to get out of here or something like that. And she's like talking to it. Yeah. And that's when the little slug baby comes up and sucks on her face and then i guess she they're part of each other yeah I th- yeah there's some kind of uh symbiotic thing going on with that or was water the like key ingredient that tore him down like why did the sprinklers come on in the elevator what yeah why are that do you know what are i'm there talking even about sprinklers in elevators i don't think so because world? where would they have i don't think so either yeah, there was. Yeah, the, because it would, there would have to be water pipes, but the elevator's constantly moving, so that just doesn't even make any sense to begin with. But water sprays on them, and then that's why they meld yeah. together, maybe. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just lubrication. Maybe the Cyclops, because like when he takes off his glasses, he can like melt down the bodies, and that's what happened. Oh, that's there's a theory because of his radiation one. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you can't actually see the beam coming out, but like the glasses hold back the radiation. I right. They are cool glasses. He's like a Medusa, but only a radiation version of it. Interesting. Oh, now that's an interesting. I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. Because that's the only thing. I mean, I don't know what else what the fuck happened in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Other than they all both sure. got worked up and turned into a pile of fucking like they, they started shunting each other, like in the movie society. Yeah. <laughs> Let the shunt begin. <laughs> Is that what they call it? Shunting? Uh, it's been a while since I watched that one, but I do think you're right. Or gunting or something. I don't remember what they call it, but yeah. No, I think it, it is shunt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's shunting. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that one, that's a fucking practical. That's by uh, oh, God, Mad, Mad George. He did the effects yeah. of that one. That but is the, effect showcase right there. Yeah, dude, there's so much crazy shit in that movie. Uh, and that one's a hard watch too. Sometimes it doesn't really flow real well either, you know. So some yeah. of these some of these practical effects movies, that's kind of what you have to take in with it, I guess. You know, like they're not always going to be the greatest stories uh, and fleshed out, but you're going to see some weird shit that you've never seen before, and that's enough for some of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's all you need, you know. I mean, if if a movie's got some pretty badass practical effects, it goes up in score, in my opinion. Even if the story sucks, you know. Well, you know, I mean, it's a lot like you know, look looking at slasher movies. You really don't need a whole lot of story in a slasher movie. If you have incredible kills, I'm satisfied. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I love when people get too heady about slashers. (laughs) Like, yeah, I know a lot of like slasher fans get really crazy into that stuff. And it's like, come on, guys, like I like slashers, too, but let's not pretend that they're like super, super deep. OK, <laughs> yeah, very, very few have a lot of depth to them, you know, right. which is fine. What's wrong with that. No. Yeah. Like I always think of like 
you know, like when I see the new Halloween movies or the new Texas Chainsaw movies, regardless of what you think of them, they're not the most heady things. You know what I mean? Like they, they kind of got heady in some areas and some of the sequels, but like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, is shattered, you know, as far as a franchise. And I would say Halloween isn't too far behind it, you know, know, because it's like it tried to get heady in some places and it didn't in others and it didn't work doing regular shit in other places. And I don't know. I kind of like the new movies, but don't like them as much. So, but yeah, I I don't want to get into another tangent so that we get off the subject here. (laughs) All right. So we do have another movie to talk or another short, I should say to talk about, but it's a movie, whatever from Japan yeah, movies. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I'm kind of digging the whole hour long thing lately. I've been seeing a lot of movies that are close to an hour and I'm like, that seems to be like a sweet spot a little bit. So I'm kind of digging it, but uh, yeah, Eric, me too. Eric did the next one and it is, it is Kanten, AKA Jushin Densetsu from 1987. And this is a movie about a young man who starts having nightmares about being stalked by a demon. Mm. Uh, Meanwhile, in his waking life, uh, he is tormented by the leader of a Yakuza clan (laughs) and some of his little disciples. And then his nightmare life and his waking life start to combine. Very cool. Yeah. I love movies like uh, this, this by the way, when I, when I hear about stories like that, I, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's that dual layering. You've got the horror of the demon creature, but you've also got the everyday horror that this guy faces uh, right. with humans. You know, it, it just adds another layer, and I, I've always liked that. I think um, Japanese so cinema looks, and in general does that a lot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely layered. Uh, this was directed by Takuro Fukuda. Uh, this is his only director credit, as far as I can tell. But uh, he also wrote the movie, and he has a lot more writing credits. Uh, yeah. He also wrote the uh, horror movie School Mystery, and uh, basically a lot of stuff I've never heard of. But he's also written a lot of, uh, I might pronounce this wrong, Common Writer. Yes, Common Writer, the TV show, and movies. Yeah, he's written a lot of that, like various uh, different like, I guess, different TV shows of the Common Rider franchise. Totally makes say. sense because his dream sequences of that guy with the helmet and shit is totally fucking like the, the what do they call those? Uh, the, the Mighty Power, the Power Rangers type shit. What do they call them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Super, Super Sentai. That's what it is. Okay. Super Sentai okay. videos where they have like monsters from outer space and like people who fight. Like even, you know, the ultra, the like Ultraman, Ultraman is kind of like part of that whole fucking Super Sentai thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. So in terms of cast, we have uh, Tasashi Kato in the lead role of Go. He's the one having the dreams. As far as I can tell, uh, that guy has never been in another movie besides this one. Hmm. Uh, You also have Kyoko Katayama, who plays his girlfriend, Emmy, who also uh, doesn't appear to have been in anything else. And, uh, but then you have Kazuhisha Kawahara, who was the Yakuza leader, who's been in a whole lot of stuff. Uh, none of it that I've ever heard of, but a lot of TV work. Okay. And guys, yeah, please it's, it's be a- considerate. We're, we're, you know, we're trying to do our best with the names here. Not that Eric butchered it or anything, but like for the sake no, of both I of us. Do. Yeah, no, you do a better like job than I did, I think. Sense. 
Well, it's like I said on last week's episode, like I've never actually heard these names said out loud. I've only read <laughs> them. So I have to do it in my own head, you know? Right. It's just like I had no idea for the longest time that it was H.R. Geiger, not H.R. Geiger. Right. Until I saw a documentary where everybody called him Geiger. And I was like, oh, hell, I had no idea. All these years I've been an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's well, what I it mean, feels like. Yeah, it's not, even, it's not even an idiot. You know, I just didn't know. And that's right. okay. But now I know. Like Mifford, anyway. Myford. Yeah, exactly. Like, how well would you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, so it, it, this movie has a pretty minimal cast. It's about like 40 some odd minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems to be like a very just like kind of isolated movie because uh, aside from one of the actors and the writer, there, there's been like nobody's done anything else on this movie. Really? You know, hmm. besides this movie, I mean. That's crazy. And uh, it just seems, yeah, it seems to be like a really obscure one because I couldn't find much online about it at all. Just someone wanted to make a movie and they decided to do it when they had a camera, when it was like the craze. Yeah, totally. And they made like this 40 some odd minute movie. And uh, I really liked it, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, what did you think of the movie? Um, Well, this is, I mean, as far as visuals go, like this was a really rough watch because it's like hard to see literally like the quality of it is so it's based off a VHS tape, a surviving VHS tape, by the way. Yeah, that's literally in like 180p. Okay, like (laughs) it's like below 480p, guys. So for you young bucks out there, they don't even know what fucking square movies are about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but this is in that format and it is in a very, very, very rough shape. But it's still you can still watch it and you can still pay attention. Yeah. And it still has some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It never got brought to DVD, guys, so the quality is going to be different, okay? But there, are, it's actually pretty good, and the gore is pretty buttery. So it's, uh, like he said, about this creative kid who loves making toys and how his nightmares become reality, which is always interesting to me. The twist at the end I was not expecting, and I thought was a good idea, actually. It is obviously a lower-budget film that has a very high-concept idea, that they kind of matched together as best they could and put some effort into making the monsters that sort of remind me of the whole meatball machine kind of thing, too. I keep bringing that up, maybe because I watched it recently, but they're these hulking mass of creatures, you know what I mean, walking around in his dreams. Um, It does take some time for the film to get moving along a little bit, and it is a little jumbled. Like they, It's like they repeat some of the same things, but then they kind of like jump scenes So he'll be like getting off work and the next thing you know, he's waking up from the next day and it's like a little jarring. It did feel a little bit longer in the very beginning because, you know, until his life gets turned completely upside down, you know, the gangster element that they put in it was kind of interesting. Like they never felt like they were going to, they didn't really feel like a threat to him so much. Like this motherfucker. they, They were more like just bullies. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, these are Yakuza. That doesn't make much sense. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, they, supposedly Yakuza, but maybe they were like Yakuza in training and they were just kids who felt like they had right. power. That's you what know, I that, kept thinking. I'm like, I got from this yeah. motherfucker sitting at home fucking crafting little toys and shit like that while these guys are like threatening his life every five seconds. I'm like, maybe you don't want to go home. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, aside from like, you know, just amateur stuff, flaws, you know, it just it just uh, basically uses his dreams to protect him 
he basically uses his dreams to protect him consciously or unconsciously. It's hard to tell what reality is in this one. Plus, the music is sort of chugging along. It's got this like weird kind of like alt music from like the 1998 <laughs> film, The Brain. Like, no, do you know where the music comes from? It's actually from the movie Phenomena. They just ripped off the score what it of is. Phenomena and put it in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, wow, this sounds like a really Italian soundtrack. And I was like, wait a minute. That's the score of Phenomena. But I think that guy did the brain music. Oh, did he? Oh, that would that would be funny. I'm pretty sure. But the next movie we're going to talk about also did the same thing, too. It kind of mimics another band that we'll talk about. I won't spoil it yet. But it's like whimsical. And it has like this full on dark synthy thing going on. Like, you know, I don't know. It, it just seemed weird. Yeah. That just I was like, wait a second. This sounds way too familiar. Again, the gore is pretty great. And also it's hard to see. So it kind of makes you want to see a copy of it on DVD or blue so much more because of that but it's also kind of fun to have it be in an, in the forgotten era of vhs or even svhs like they used to have so you know those were the days but there's some interesting scenes in this one with uh, with the gore like it's actually pretty meaty and chunky and like it doesn't look bad for such an amateur job like i was pretty impressed um, you know, obviously you can see the flaws in it and it's just from probably filmmaking standpoint, not necessarily a practical effects standpoint. I still had a fun time watching it, but you may be pulling your hair out waiting for the last 20 minutes a little bit where the movie gets a little schlocky, but also ultra bloody. It's one of those movies that it just isn't all that great until the very end where the gore and the concept get to shine. And, you know, while it's not a perfect film, you can see the talent in it and the ideas in it that are actually pretty cool. And I, I just like the theme of it, you know, more along the kind of like it makes me feel like a shot on video film style, you know, like if you haven't seen like uh, the bloody muscle evil dead, you know, Japanese evil dead kind of has that flair to it a little bit. You seen that? No, I haven't watched it yet. The bloody muscle uh, bodybuilder in hell. No, 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 not yet. I literally have. Uh, about four to five hundred movies in my backlog that I'm just trying to make my way through. <laughs> so if you guys have seen that, that is considered to be the Japanese Evil Dead. And it obviously takes some very good hints from all the movies. And he was not, he was a fan. He wanted to make an Evil Dead movie. Um, but yeah, it has a lot of that same sort of style and effort and, and talent behind it, you know, where it's just very creative in that regard. Um, but I'd have to give this one probably a 4.5 or a 5 out of 10 only because even though I do like the gore in it and I do like the concept in it, there was a lot of jarring like changes and I, some of the stuff felt a little pointless in the movie, but I still enjoyed it. I liked the gore. I wanted to see more. How about you, Eric? Uh, for me, uh, I scored a little bit different. I give my I give it a 7. Really? Myself. I do. Uh, I just um, what I really liked about this was that uh, for me, it burned real bright, you know, because it was only like around 40 some odd minutes. You know, it it, it, it was different. It kind of moved along at a decent pace at a medium. Um, pace. This, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It, it had. uh it had fantastic effects work that was, uh, I mean, it's not like top notch, you know, like for amateur, it is top notch, dude. Yeah. For amateur, for amateur. Oh, wow. And, uh, I just thought it was really creative 
And uh, like you said, to the way it ended, you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. And um, I just thought it was just a fun slice of horror. I didn't think it was great, but I, I, I was very entertained by it. Okay. Maybe you have a better quality copy than I do. I don't know. I, I, well, I did watch a copy, um, on Blu-ray, but it's not of Blu-ray quality. Right. You could definitely tell it was a VHS and it was a little too dark in places, but, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it did look good for what it is. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just really enjoyed it. Um, for its, its simplicity of like the two, uh, aspects of the movie. Uh, I thought the, the Yakuza thing was interesting in the day to day and then his nightmares at night. And then when the two combined, I, I just, just like, Oh, I, I quite like that. I thought it was nice. Okay. Wow. Seven, man. Damn. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad now. <laughs> no, no, I don't feel bad. Like you, you give it a five. That's, that's average. I give it a yeah. seven, which I consider to be very good. We're not that far apart, you know? Like, I think it's above average when it comes to like amateur film production, but I also oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I couldn't tell what was going on in some scenes visually. So okay. I, I think that might have affected it. And it's really not the movie's fault. It's just, you know, you can't see exactly what's going on. They got a lot of close. No, no, shots. but yeah, I totally get that. So what we got to do is we got to get you a cleaned up copy of it. And, get and it then we'll give a it a six. seven <laughs> <laughs> or, or a seven. I think, I think you'll get it up to a six because, uh, yeah, there's, there's there, this is just fun. You know, it's okay. just like it's the kind of movie that I watch once. And then I'm just like, okay, yeah, that was good. I'll probably never watch it again, you know? So <laughs> we'll see now the next movie we got to talk about. See, that stood out a little bit more to me than this one. Oh, me too. So oh, me too. And it's on a lower budget probably than this one. Oh God, this, this is straight up micro budget here. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Oh, the, for sure. There is some pretty, there was like three or four scene, four or five scenes of gore in this movie. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because there's a couple dream sequence things that happen in the movie, which is a little annoying to me. I got to that is a pet peeve that I see in movies. And this is old enough to not have borrowed from all those. But, you know, I I, I don't know. It's just so overdone now. <laughs> Waking up no, from a dream. I, I totally understand that. I, I do understand that. Um, I think those since it is considered part of the plot that he's dreaming about the demons, the dreams were kind of to be right. expected. They were trying to so blur the line. They were trying to blur yeah, the line between totally what was real or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So seven and I gave it a five. So a six out of 10. So yeah, could, average. So we're not that far apart on it. No, no, we're not. Um, it'll be interesting to see what you think of the next movie too, but we do have, do you have yeah. trivia on this one or do you, do you not? I have, I have nothing on this one. Yeah, I this did not hard. find hardly any information on it. I think of the three, this is the most obscure. Okay. Well, I, I there's some movies that I saw like um, that are <laughs> uh, short films that I make me want to go watch another one. So we'll have to have you back to do uh, like three more in the future or something like that, because, you know. Oh, I've, I've already got three in my head right now. Yeah, we I've could, got. Uh, we could also do. <laughs> I got that one about the baby. It's a Juja, uh, D- Demi Jean. I can't remember what it's called. And then there's like the. There's quite a few I saw on the on one of the suggestions for one of these movies. I was like, oh, I already have all those. <laughs> yeah. So I just never yeah, talked like, about yeah. biotherapy is a good one. Gakidama, Uzo. Mm-hmm. Gakidama, that's all, the one. Yeah. And then Uzu. Yes, nice creature feature. 
Yeah, Guzu the the what what is what is the full name of it? It's like Guzu the thing forbidden by God or the forbidden thing of God. I it's don't know, like, something like that. Yeah, it's some long name. It's got some sex in it, I think. Um Yeah. But yeah, no, I have that one too. So we'd have probably have to do all three of those again. So uh, if you guys want us yeah. to do these in the future and you want to check them out, I think a lot of them are on YouTube as well. They're hard to find, yeah. obviously, because they're obscure, but we find these things and we try to keep them alive as best we can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I got to be honest, I kind of like these mid length movies. You know, it's not quite a short, but it's definitely not feature length. Somewhere in the middle, you know, it, it, it just has more opportunity to have like a really nice pace and just get to the point. You know, well, I've noticed a lot of new movies that are coming out are like around the hour and 10 minute mark. Um, yeah. Which I like because I I've too. seen way too many. I've seen way too many horror movies that are really forced to be 90 minutes and it just ruins them. It really does. I agree. So maybe that's a new trend that we're going to have. You know, I mean, we've held on to the 90 minute thing since like, I don't even know what it was. It was like, Somewhere in the like fifties or sixties or something like that that I, they decided. Sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. Because there was longer movies than that. They would make those big epic pictures that were like fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Four or five hours long sometimes. You know, it's like yeah, they have intermissions in them and everything. Yeah, like hey, we'll see you next week. We'll come back for the other part. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But we are going to go into the spoiler section now for this movie, which is. Content. Content. Yeah. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can check it out online. It is up on uh, on the YouTubes. All you have to do is type in C-O-N-T-O-N 1987, and you should be able to pull it up. Should be the top one. There's like a review of it underneath it. Um, yeah. You can check that out for yourself. And subs too. Yes, it has the subs in it, so thank God. Um, yeah. But if you don't want anything spoiled, timestamps are down below for the next one. Spoilers are beginning now. All right. So what do you want to talk about first? Like, what's the. Uh... All right. So one scene that really stood out to me uh, involved a bucket. And I know exa- you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go All ahead. Right, that, that was that was just badass. He just picks up a bucket. There's a severed head in there, but it's alive. And then the tongue shoots out and like starts to rip his face off. I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it like chokes him out. Yeah, that that was that was just so much fun. You know, like I I was not expecting a basically a zombie head with a prehensile tongue to be under that bucket. Do you think color it's, me surprised? Do you think it's like a nod to, to Evil Dead 2? Um because they I mean, had that scene well that was be. cut out that they used in the trailer. Yeah, it's possible. Um Do you know what I'm talking about where the, what's her name's head like yeah, no. tongue comes out? Yes. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was actually thinking it was more of a nod to their uh, affinity for tentacles. Mm, probably, yeah. <laughs> because you, know, you mean with, penises? With I'm just kidding. Throat, yeah, yeah. With, with it going around his throat, I was thinking that it's um, it's almost erotic if you're a little messed up in the head, you know, <laughs> getting choked out by a prehensile tongue. <laughs> That's how they got around the censors, guys. If you don't know why te- uh, the tentacle porn is a thing is because they weren't allowed to show penises. Yeah. Because they, they have to censor them out. In fact, it's pubic hair in general. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's just the general genitalia area <laughs> needs to be censor, censored out um, because they show they can show breasts and butts as much as they want, but all genitals have to be blurred in Japan. 
yeah, still so to this day, which is weird. It is weird because they're very open about their sexuality in a lot of ways because, you know, very much. they have like, you know, gentleman bars where they, you know, it's like boyfriend to call them boyfriend bars, I think, or girlfriend bars or whatever. Where they yeah, just, the like, girlfriend bars. That's right. Where they yeah. dress up like the the waifus and stuff. Yeah. And they just hang out with you and play video games. And then sometimes they have like sex places and it's like yep. very different. But yeah, you can't see it, it, any genitals like on, t- yeah, on no the genitals. So weird. Yeah. But it a tentacle weird. pounding into a, a a cartoon vagina, no big deal. No, no that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that in this movie, by the way, guys. We're just dreaming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. It's something like that. We're just comparing a prehensile zombie tongue to tentacle porn. That's yeah, all. Totally sorry. normal. We totally drifted off. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to my girlfriend and God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There is no God. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was like, which one? <laughs> yeah, Cthulhu. That's the one. Cthulhu. There you go. He's my God. Uh, one of the things that I saw that I thought was really good was, um, well, I always thought it was really funny, like all the guys that were always picking on him and stuff. And then his girlfriend starts slapping him, too. And I'm like, God damn, dude, this guy's getting it from every angle. He can't get a break. Not at all. And no the breaks. fucked up thing is, is like he got tricked. Like they like scam him because they they stopped in front of him. They did one of those insurance scam things. Only yep. they, they extort him for money just in person. So it's not like a, a insurance scam thing. It's like they're like, hey, you need to pay us. And he's paid them like multiple times over and over and over over again and it's just not enough they want more and more so but the the fact that he's just going back to his house and like eating you know food and just making toys all the time as if they're no big deal like just kind of blew me away like i'm like what there was like this dream baby like uh he tries to escape out some like bay doors i can't remember exactly where it is and it's like guess who it's the dream baby like the guy who's like (laughs) with the hat and everything and it like chokes him out and he tries breaking free to take the elevator, but it's the goons inside the elevator, which is kind of cool because they're, you know, they're trying to blend the two worlds together. And that's like a way yes. you do it. It's like in a very, you know, amateur way. So I can definitely see what you mean by like the creativity and like the talent there, you know, like it definitely has good ideas in it. Um, oh, it- yeah, for sure. Like if this had a budget and was filmed properly, let's say, mm-hmm. I-, I think it wouldn't be as obscure as it is, you know, for sure. I feel like this movie has a lot to not a lot of nods to evil dead. And also, um, probably like, um, Freddy Krueger. Well, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like they wanted to make a spin on that because there's like scenes where the camera is like doing the Sam Raimi thing again. You know what I mean? Where it's like running sure. through the halls, like his dream monsters or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 mi- all it's missing is the noise. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is like, he had those noises that went along with a lot of his stuff in his movies. So it made it like even better, like the whole cracking and popping and then the rings and the old telephone from fucking like uh, England. And I don't know. I just, I guess I'm a Sam Raimi nut. <laughs> Uh, but no, totally. I just see it in some of his work. And, and that is in a big movie that did definitely, you know, cross the world over uh, and inspire people. So, um, yeah. Do you have another scene that you liked? I mean, there was that scene where he like wakes up from a dream and then his shoulder 
he like hurts his shoulder and then he pukes up some like weird shit in the sink. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's I don't know. Puking scenes never really stand out to me. I'm not like bothered by them, but by this point, I'm just like, really? Like, I don't know. Puking scenes just never stand out for me because they're just in too many movies in my well, what, what was weird for me is what was in his puke is that there was a face. <laughs> and then yeah, it, all right. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, it was like a full-on fucking, like, leather face. And then, and then it, like, out of its mouth came, like, an alien head. <laughs> Which I was like, what is going on here, dude? Like, you know, like how the fucking alien comes up to fucking uh, Ripley, you know, and sticks its tongue out. Oh, yeah. That's like how it looked. It looked like the tongue, the little tongue demon. So. Yeah, you could you could tell uh, just just by saying that alone, you could tell that uh, the the director was uh, a fan of horror. You know, oh, yeah. because he he had so many little nods that aren't aren't like ripping off anything. It's just like you could see what his influences are. You know, sure, yeah, yeah, I definitely can agree there. Um, that was the really cool scene. There's obviously towards the end. There's like more stuff where he like literally transforms into the bad monster that's being hunted in his dreams all the time. Yeah. It's basically like a very low budget. That moment is a very low budget American werewolf in London. Yeah. Kind of deal. You know, uh, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I thought it was actually pretty cool, but you know, you could definitely tell you can see the budget restrictions. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I would say it's better than the American werewolf transfer. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I was just about to hang up. I was like, you're on your own now, buddy. <laughs> it's only one of the biggest transformations in history. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, aside from some of the thing stuff, I would say that it's pretty, pretty damn good. Like, um, but yeah, no, this, this one was really funny. Like his head, like shrinks down into the body at one point when he's transforming before their eyes. Yeah. I I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. It was kind of cool. And then it comes out like a, like a mash of teeth, like a, like a hand puppet with teeth. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, that, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, but the like, the like, all it's like this is his payback to the Yakuza guys, and his entire body is like changed into this monster. It stands up, and his head comes back out, and it just bites that dude's jaw off, <laughs> yeah. which is really fucking cool. And then I'm not sure what the fuck he did to the other guys. All I know is that he like stepped on them or something, and there was like spraying blood everywhere. Like I, I don't know if it got cut on my end. Or you got the full version? Uh, no, this is. I mean, no. It's just, it's just um, it's just your typical cutaway when you can't afford to show it. You know. Oh, but there kind was three deal. guys in there, and two of them got killed yeah. with spray blood. I mean, unless I'm seeing it wait, wrong. Wait a minute. Um, because he rips the guy's jaw off, and he turns to the other guys, yeah. and then there's two left, and then just sees spray, and then that's it, and then he goes yeah, after the exactly. girl. I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying now. All right, sorry, I got a little confused there. Yeah, no, okay. basically, I just think I, I just think that uh, they couldn't show them getting killed on screen, so they're just like, okay, what's some blood spray to let everybody know they're dead? <laughs> but we didn't have the money to actually kill them, kind of deal. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. Granted, I understand yeah, the budget yeah. thing, but no, but you're you're absolutely right. That was a little disappointing because we're talking about the three people that tormented this guy. The whole, the whole movie. movie yeah we want to see that come up as, as best we can and we got a little we got a little gypped on that one yeah it's true very true 
Yeah. But, you know, I mean, after you see the glorious fucking jaw ripping scene, it's like, oh, yeah. fuck, yeah. What's next? Like, is he going to punch a hole through one of them's chest, which I would have been OK with chopped off a head? Anything. Anything. Yeah. But yeah. But they, they were just like, oh, did you like that jaw ripping? Yeah, that was the last of our money. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And that and that's when we find out that the creature looks at the girl and it comes over to her and she like shoots it with a gun and then it slumps over and bleeds out and it's like dying. And then the girl takes off the helmet and it's the dream guy that she was dreaming that he was dreaming about the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Fuck. Like, it's like so meta. And then they zoom back yeah. and it's her inside of his little play set of the creatures that he makes on his desk. Yeah, I thought it was I thought that was really cool and creative and definitely unexpected. I wasn't expecting to see any of that. So no, I, I thought I. that was I thought that was fun. I, I was like, all right, that's cool. That's different. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was I love that ending. I thought that was I've seen something like that before in another movie, but I can't remember what it is. I, I don't know. It might not have been even a good movie. It's just it just seems familiar. But sure. <laughs> maybe like uh, what was it? Uh Indian in a closet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. An Indian in a cupboard or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. It's the Indian in the cupboard. That's right. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that, I guess. They they couldn't play there, that movie. It was an episode days. of uh, it was an episode of Creep Show where they did that. Maybe you're right. Yeah, it was the little girl who uh, plays the little girl on The Walking Dead. I can't remember her name right now, but she she got sucked into her dollhouse. That's and right. All of a sudden, everything that touched that dollhouse started to attack her. Right. I remember that episode. That really I think that was like the first episode of the whole franchise yeah. of the new franchise. It was. Yes, exactly. It was. It was. Yeah, it was the first. Or yeah, I think it was the first actually altogether. A lot of people didn't grow up like through the stuff that we did when it comes to those type of shorts, and uh, I think a lot of people are spoiled these days, and they don't realize that. It's not about having all the money in the world to do whatever you want. It's it's about doing what you can with the money that you get. That really exactly. the magic. That's where the magic really comes from. And I think a lot of people just didn't. They weren't raised through an era where we just had to watch stuff like monsters or tales from the dark side and have like you know two of the three be okay of the episodes you watch. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it just, it's like we had to take what we got. And I'm not just saying, hey, get off my lawn. I'm just saying we really didn't have that much. And so that's true. The schlockier it was on regular television, that was like gold. For sure. Because we were like, oh, my God, this is on TV. You know, like we would never we didn't have the Internet. We had an underground. Well, there was We had underground <laughs> tapes, but like, I don't know. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like back in our day, uh, you know, horror TV was just not that popular. No. And and honestly, it hasn't been that popular until more recently, like when The Walking Dead, whether anybody likes the show or not, you have to admit it was an absolute ratings juggernaut. And, and it's because still going. of that, I and then it is. And uh I I think that that helped to get a lot more horror shows greenlit because they saw that horror can make them money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh 100 percent We're 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 definitely living through a golden age of horror right now. 
this is absolutely this is i mean i don't know how we're going to look at it if it's the 80s or the 2000s or whatever or how big it will be i don't know if it's an 80s movement or not but it definitely is a big one and we've had a lot new genres nowadays too which are like you know a lot of headier pieces that you know are being put out that are like more metaphorical and we're also getting uh some that are just like silly like funny ones you know that are mainstream like psycho Goreman, like who would have expected that to come out you know what i mean that was so much fun jackson anything for jackson like there's just tons of stuff that are yeah it's just like pushing the boundaries in every direction but i'm here for it guys i'm here for it absolutely me too all right guys so we got one last movie to talk about and then we'll Actually, I don't even know what we're watching next week, so you guys are going to have to wait to find out because I don't think me and Christina prepared for it. Oh, maybe we did. Oh, I think it's Japanese Hell and uh, another one from the 60s, but we'll see. Oh, Jigoku? Jigoku, yeah. Um, But we'll see. Maybe it's too much. We'll see if you guys are interested in that or not. Uh, I'll, I'll put the feelers out. Let us know what you guys think. If it's too much Japanese uh, Asian cinema, too fucking bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we do have one more left though and Eric did the work on this one uh, the last one we have is The Boy from Hell from 2004 it's got a pretty basic story at least for the start of it uh, essentially a woman's child dies in a tragic accident and she will do anything to get her child back um, and so she consults uh, someone who delves into black magic who tells her how to get her child back and she does get her child back, but he is basically a flesh eating zombie. <laughs> Yo, we don't know what the fuck it is, but it's something. <laughs> yeah, it's something that's pretty. I mean, you know, he's coming back from the dead and uh, he likes to eat people. So I'm just going to say he's a zombie, which is the something is a, a, a little person dressed up like a child, which is pretty great. Yes. <laughs> So creepy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I did too. It worked because it made him even creepier. I yeah, I don't know why they chose it because it did not look like that other kid. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. Although that might have kind of been the, the point too, because she wanted her child back and she certainly did not get that. Right. Yeah. So uh this one is directed by Maria Sato, which is uh a very well-known director directed a lot of stuff, but also a lot of horror, including Juwan Black Ghost, mm. Under Your Bed, Ring of Curse, and Fatal Frame. Um, and oh, yes, wow. that is based on the video game series. Wow. So he did a lot more current ones, actually. Yeah, he's still around. The last one I saw from him was Under Your Bed, which I actually think is one of his best movies ever. That movie was creepy as shit. I, I I've seen that one, but I'm not sure. But I know Juwan like, went on and continued on underground wise to make like all these different versions of it just like uh yeah junji ito's um i can't remember one of his stories tomie i think went on to do weird oh, shit. tommy yeah tommy yeah, yeah. so yeah, there, i think there's nine of those all together yeah I, I have the set of like three or four <laughs> or yeah. i think there's five movies actually if i think about it on dvd i had to get the junji ito set because like i love junji ito stuff so oh absolutely um, and uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, this is based off the work of Hideshi Hino, which is uh, not as well known a name as Ido, but uh, basically, you know, kind of doing similar things, weird, messed up horror. 
And uh, there's two writers on this movie, but it appears that these two writers only ever wrote this movie. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, it's a very minimal cast, uh, but you pretty much deal with the, uh, the mother and the son. The mother is played by Mirai Yamamoto. She plays Setsu and uh, she's had a a fairly, uh, fairly good career in, uh, in acting, but not so much in horror. She was also in the movie hair extensions, which oh. is about uh, haunted hair extensions. Yeah, which that's, that's a totally recent one made. too. Yeah, <laughs> but that that's actually a pretty good movie. I like that one. Kind of reminds um, me of another Junji Ito movie, the fucking uh, spiral one, the uh, Uzumaki, where the girl's the hair. Uzumaki, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, there's just some just Japanese people and hair in general. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot revolving around hair and their horror you know, uh, yeah. culture. So I've always thought that was pretty cool. And uh, playing Dio, the son, you have Mitsuro Akaboshi, which he hasn't, he's only been in a few movies, but uh, most of them were actually horror. Uh, he was also in Three Extremes, Bloody Agogo, and Kidon. Okay. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. He's only been in like five movies of four or more horror. Now, so I was like, was oh, he the cool. butler or the, or the, um, the detective? No, no, he was the child. He was he played. Dio. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. I, maybe I should have spoken up more, but no, he played Dio, the child. So um, everybody else uh, didn't really uh, do a whole lot besides this movie, which doesn't surprise me because uh, it, this is, like I said earlier, kind of a micro budget movie for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, what did you um, think of good, this one in particular? This one, I absolutely love this movie i have loved it from the moment i bought it uh (laughs) i i told i totally bought the box set on a whim you know i i saw it on amazon it was like 10 bucks and what's the box set for them so they know oh yes it is called uh hideshi hino's theater of horror perfect and um i bought it a long time like well over like a decade ago i think and um i just saw it randomly on amazon i was like wow i've never heard of any of these movies but i really like japanese horror so i picked up the box set and um like it's a great box set if you can get it for a reasonable price like there's not a bad movie in it but the boy from hell is the absolute standout this movie blew me away when i first saw it and watching it again last night just to be fresh for this podcast i was still kind of blown away that's pretty awesome isn't it <laughs> Why do I get the idea that those movies have something to do? The people, the effects guys that worked on this, aren't they the same guys that did the guinea pig series? Am I am I wrong about that? Uh, no, it's actually funny you bring that up because um, there is relation between this movie in particular and the guinea pig series because uh, Hideshi Hino, who made uh, the manga that this movie and all the movies in the box set are based off of, he actually directed two of the movies in the guinea pig series. Ah, that's uh, what it is. Okay. Yeah. He directed flower flesh and blood, which is obviously the most infamous of all the guinea pig movies because of Charlie Sheen and the whole FBI thing. I'm sure you know. About right. That. Yeah. Well, tell them just a, just a brief one. Okay. Just real quick. Uh, in the guinea pig series, the movie, it's the first one flower. Yeah. Flower flesh and blood. Uh, which is basically just uh, a guy butchering a woman for the entire length of the movie. Straight torture. Charlie Sheen, yeah. Charlie Sheen saw the movie, thought it was real, contacted the FBI, 
<laughs> and tried to give tried to report this movie as an actual snuff film. Only I can get away with this shit. How are they doing it? I don't understand. Yeah, right. Exactly. They don't have tiger blood and, uh, out there. Yeah. But um so anyway, he so directed he, he that directed, one. Yeah, he directed that one. He also directed Mermaid in a Manhole, which is actually my favorite out of the series. That's the one where the guy takes there's a rotting mermaid in his basement. This is what I remember. Yes. Rotting mermaid in the sewer, and he uses her fucking decaying flesh as paint to paint on a fucking picture. <laughs> It's it's a really cool story, and uh, so I thought that was kind of funny that um, you know there is relation to the guinea pig series through this movie. That okay, I I was like, man, I can't remember if, I, if that what is or not because when we because Eric and I were talking about before we even decided to do this episode or the last week's episode, we were like literally fucking like discussing these movies in this box set, and that's where we came up with the idea to do the show because I was like, why don't you just come on? And then we'll talk about this shit. So I'm glad you picked this one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, you seem to like it as well, because uh, it, it's definitely not for everyone because it is really cheap. But this movie is actually shockingly brutal. Yeah, it does not hold back. And this is on TV, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure these were all like TV movies uh, or or actually like TV, It's because it, this isn't really a TV series. It's just six kind of related movies just because they're all written by the same guy okay manga, you know i know that but, uh, tv yeah. and like uh rental stores were big out there during the time that this was that this was made so yeah absolutely they they may have like a lot of movies guys out in japan come to the video stores before they even actually go to the theaters a lot of times like they 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 just skip and the theaters are like big like 50 dollar fucking uh ticket type events where you like actually dress up and shit you know what i mean like yeah isn't that how it is i mean that's what i've heard anyway uh, i i have heard similar absolutely of course i've never been there so i can't attest to it myself, yeah i can't 100 percent, but that's what yeah. i i've heard yeah it might be cheaper in yeah. some places but i'm just saying oh yeah i mean they, they have regular theaters too but no cinema has always been such a big deal for japan i mean for obvious reasons they're so fucking good at it yeah a lot of Takashi Miike stuff has been on TV or in the rental stores like that. You would not that, you know, you would think, wow, Quentin Tarantino just put out a video release like that doesn't make sense to us here. But for them, it's like, yeah, yeah it's no big deal. That's how it, that's how it's done. Yeah, totally. So but yeah. So where did you hear about this? You said you just found it in the box set. Did you get to see yeah, this one yeah. like last or did you see it first? Like, no, I you- watched it. I watched it first because uh the picture of the boy from hell is right on the front of the box set and the yeah. picture intrigued me so much that I wanted to start with that one. Cause is, I was like, what exactly am I looking at? Here? What the hell is this? That's exactly what I was saying. I was like, what the fuck is this? I remember scanning through the movie just to kind of like get a taste of what it was like. And then yeah. I was like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> And then when you picked it, I was like, good. I want to see what the- I was scared. It was going to be too much. Like I thought it was going to be really bad. Yeah, but it like, oh, I kind of did too, because when I first started, like when you first start watching it and you see how bad the green screen work is <laughs> on the outside of the car, you think you're going to be uh, having to sit through a piece of shit, you know, just by from how the movie starts. Yeah. But that is not the case. And I was actually like just so shocked after I was done watching it. I was like, wow. Yeah. That was not what I was expecting. 100%. So do you want to hear my thoughts on it? 
absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Well, uh, this is probably my favorite one of the the three that we did. Obviously, it's a, a solid seven point five or an eight for me. Like a like a, right up front, it definitely makes me want to watch the rest of the franchise or series that he has. It, it's super cheesy, so bad it's good kind of style, but also like just highly inspiring to see how they made this. Even if the green screen looks terrible, it works. Like, I don't know how he did it, but the story is fucking fantastic. The, the, the the ideas in this are fucking creative as fuck. And it doesn't matter how schlocky it is. They pulled it off and they made it fun and entertaining from start to finish. And I don't care if there's any flaws in it, it works. And that's all that matters. You know, a woman loses her son, resurrects him by killing another child over his grave. Only he doesn't come back like the original child. It's a little person in shitty makeup with puffy eyes and fangs (laughs) (laughs) who goes on killing sprees throughout the movie every now and then when he's not locked up in a fucking attic screeching like a fucking weasel. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Dude, I laughed so many times. Well, watching this movie like out loud, like because there's just I mean, I don't know. I mean, there is a there is a tone of of humor in this. OK, because the, the e- even the detective that's in this like has a fake fucking Pinocchio style nose. OK, I don't know why, but technically, <laughs> let's just say he has a nose for crime. OK, <laughs> yeah. Which is just obligatory, and they kind of explain it, but like, so it's not as bl- obligatory, but it's just kind of on the nose. Uh, sorry, that's all yeah, I got. Uh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I had to slide it in there for another one, but yeah. it de- it definitely gets crazier too, and I won't say how, but it, it just goes from bad to worse, and and in the story for the for the mom, you know, it's chock full of ridiculousness, and obviously you shouldn't have done that. You know, you should have left it be kind of thing like stuff that made me laugh, stuff that was just creative and stuff that literally, like I said, it inspires me to want to create film because it is just doing it. You know, I don't know what it is about it, but I admire the fuck out of it because it's like, I don't I don't know. It doesn't have you don't have to make everything perfect in a film. If you can make it work together, that's all that really matters. If you can make an entertaining film that works together, it's all magic tricks, guys. You know what I mean? It's all like none of this is real. There's a guy in a mask, you know, you, but you just go with it. And the actors really play a big part in that, too. But I don't know. It had no business being as entertaining as it was. <laughs> and and like you, you said, right. the green screen is terrible. It's like bad, but. The, there's some fun practical and, and at least it's in there and obviously parts of Hino's horror collection of shorts which like we mentioned is kind of like the creep show in Japan I don't know it's just a lot of fucking fun and it, it it definitely doesn't hold back from doing shit at times that is a pretty much a no-no like killing kids on screen <laughs> oh yeah they do not shy away from it and they show you every gruesome detail too dude I was like, holy fuck, man. Like, Yeah, exactly. It's like taboo be damned, right? We're yeah. going to show you these kids being viciously murdered. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but, I mean, in the same regard, it's not as, like, you know, realistic. So, clearly, it's schlocky no. and, and dumb. But in the same regard, it's like you really don't see that in America very much. So, no. you know, it's usually in those really dramatic, like, you know, kind of obscure films that you see stuff like that in. 
But I don't know. I really want to watch all the other ones in the fucking collection now. I if you guys want to get me a birthday or a Christmas present or, you know, you know, just a gift. <laughs> I want to get the set someday. And hopefully I can find it at a used place because I don't think they're going to reprint this anytime soon. So, no. Super rare. But I kid, but yeah. So what what did you give it a score of? I I forgot. I'm sorry. All right. So I gave it a 9 myself. I cut you off there. I apologize. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I thought you were waiting so for me I to gave, tell you, like to like jump in or something. No. <laughs> so I gave it a nine myself. That's pretty good. Yeah. I there's just you know as cheap as it is, and I I think that's actually part of the thing that really really impressed me so much about the movie is that it is obviously so incredibly cheaply made and yet remains so effective. Like I've, I've seen movies made for millions that aren't nearly as creepy as this movie. Right. Or funny. There's some funny moments. Or for funny. Sure. And, 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 that, and that's another good point right there is because it is humorous in a lot of ways when dealing with incredibly taboo subject matter and incredibly graphic violence. Yeah. And I think to make that successful, to actually put that blend together and have it work is really uh, kind of amazing. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, and this is the one thing I wanted to mention, the score in it is pretty wild. It sounds yeah. like Goblin from fucking Suspiria. It does. And then it, it turns into like this sci-fi theremin type style thing on top of that. So it's like a, it's like a progressive rock, like fucking Goblin score with like this weird, yeah. like, woo like yeah, over top of it too. yeah i don't know it's really fucking bizarre but it works yeah. yeah yeah totally ripping off goblin though i swear to god oh yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> you would swear you're if, if you had your eyes shut uh and there was no dialogue going on you would swear you were gonna be watching an italian yeah <laughs> it's totally true but it worked i loved that i saw that gave it the atmosphere yeah. that it really needed too so i, I absolutely exactly it. it greatly enhanced the atmosphere you're right on that one so we give it a basically an 8.5 or an 8 out of 10. So that's a definitely must watch. And it's on YouTube, guys. Yeah. So you can watch that, it. That's really In fact, you can type in, uh, what is it? He, uh, what's his full name? Uh, Hideshi Hino. Hideshi Hino's uh, horror uh, theater. Theater horror. Yeah, theater the, horror. All of them are up on there, guys. So all six of them. Oh, wow. That's nice. So see, you, see, that's what I like to see, because like you've got this box set that's now really obscure, out of print, ridiculously overpriced. Like, I think I just saw it on Amazon for like ninety nine dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so overpriced. Um, and so I I I am so glad that people will be able to still watch these movies, even if they can't own them, um, because like I said, every every movie in the box is at least good. Right. Uh, this is the best one, but I don't think any of them are bad. So I think it's really cool that you'll be able to watch them free. You know, I wonder if Stephen Biro would pick it up and put it on his like on Earth thing. You know, he might, but I don't know. He is he is kind of getting into the older stuff. I mean, he did just announce that he's going to re-release the uh, August Underground trilogy, which right. is really good for fans. So um, I don't know if this is fully his bag, but uh, I think it would be a cool one for him to release for sure. Yeah. That and uh, redo um, guinea pig again, because <laughs> that was yeah, the first true. first one that they did, and I regret it. Thirty five dollars I could have picked up the whole fucking thing for, and I fucking didn't buy it. Yeah, that's 
I'm glad I have them. So I'm, I'm glad I have them, but, um, I'm like, let's not like kind of hold on and gatekeep these rare movies. Let's try and get them out to more people. I, I right. don't see the point. Like I, I, when, uh, for example, I have the original massacre video, uh, double pack of tales from the quad dead zone and black devil doll from hell. Oh, okay. Now okay. those are incredibly yeah, those are incredibly rare, that box set, but they recently re-released them as individual DVDs. That made me so happy because I'm like, those movies are so much fun and now more people get to watch them. I'm, I, I'm not like the people who are like, well, I have it and I don't want anybody else to have it. I want everybody to have it, you know? As it should be, yeah. So, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, ne- I never sell sure. these fucking things anyway. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's like, if I went homeless, yeah, that would be great, but I'm not going to fuck. These are my babies, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's people that exploit the shit out of that in fucking Facebook groups and shit, too. Like Vinegar Syndrome yeah, movies know, that are like like $120 with the fucking just the case. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but we do want to spoil this movie and talk about some of the scenes that are in it and then wrap up this bitch under the perfect little Japanese short story, Obscure Bow. Um if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, obviously you can just wait and uh, go to the end of the podcast where we do the end of the podcast talk. I don't know what we're going to be watching, so just a heads up on that. Um, I think it's we're going to be watching the Japanese Hell uh, from 1999 and the from, Jigoku from uh, 1960, I think it is. Um, yeah, which is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, both. I mean, I haven't seen either of them, so, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see. Christina didn't get a chance to dip into the, some of these movies with me, so hopefully you guys will stick around. This this month apparently is Asian cinema. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So, right off the bat, I gotta say, the child getting hereditaried. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was going to say, did did Hereditary rip this movie off? Yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that, that, that's a pretty brutal way to start your movie, though, is take a kid's head off while he's riding around in the car. Well, I knew I was going <laughs> to love this movie, too, not only because of, like, how terrible that part was. Like, his head comes wow. off. It's very clearly not a real fucking head. Uh, but yeah. it's like paper mache or something, like his neck. <laughs> But it was great. And then they even went as far as to have his headless body wandering around by itself, trying to find the head and falling over, (laughs) which I absolutely adored. Yeah, that was that was just a little like cherry on the grotesque Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just like that is so ridiculous. I love it. That's that. That's that. Uh, Hino magic. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. It's yeah. just. I think that's like his humor. Like honestly. Yeah, it's a very dark sense of humor for yeah. sure. I loved it though. I thought that was great. I was like, I was like, oh fuck, man. Because like when you see the green screen in that scene and like yeah. them driving down the road and him like sticking his head out the window and you're like, there's no wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what you're in for and it's like oh this is great like i can't wait for this and then the mom's all prepping it up she's like well he's our special boy and he's so smart yes. he wants to be a surgeon just like mommy yeah like, bam <laughs> except it's not a telephone pole it's a truck yeah it's a truck comes by and takes his head off yeah and he's better. only got a little tiny bloody lip from the whole ordeal too which is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> so they bury him. Yeah, well, they... Was, at least his neck was gushing out blood, though. That was fun. 
Right. Yeah. Was it? I don't remember. I don't. I re- I really don't yeah. remember. Yeah. They after after the paper mache head comes off, they cut back to his body and, and like there's a little hole above his neckline that's just like pouring out blood. Okay. Yeah. I think I was cracking up. Like I couldn't believe it. Probably. Saw. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was the first time too. So when I knew it was coming this time, I just was just like, all right. <laughs> so at first, I thought that that the the mom it was the mom and then. It's her like butler or her fucking yeah, assistant. The butler, the chauffeur, kind yeah, of deal, he's like, yeah, he's her servant essentially, and he does pretty much everything that yeah. she says. Um, and they're like crying over the grave of the child, and you know, it's like this real. He's re- it's in the middle of nowhere too, which is really odd. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that kind of makes it creepier. I think so. Yeah, I I think that's why he did it. It's just for the aesthetic and to kind of make it uh, in a kind of a spot that nobody else would see. Yeah. Because how are you going to... It was definitely a plot choice. Yeah, like how are you going to hang a child upside down and stab a fang in its neck? (laughs) Well, see, that's that's the other thing. Like that whole scene was actually just really dire, you know, because you have a... the green screen work, like it looked terrible, but it also looked creepy the way it was done, like so unnatural. Yeah. And then you have this child hanging by his feet, screaming, and it, it just kind of sets a whole mood. And then, and then you get to see on screen this child being graphically killed, and essentially the Earth giving birth to this horrible creature that's just a <laughs> misformed version of her own child. And it's yeah. just like it's just the whole scene is just kind of a amazing you know well and and she gets the idea for those of you who didn't watch it and are just listening in anyway you get the idea from some random woman that walks up to her and says hey you can bring him back if you want and she's like uh really and she's like yeah you just gotta find a child the same age as him and then uh stab him kill him with this here fang and and uh you know let his blood over the grave and you're good to go and uh somehow they walk away from that woman and she throws the fang on the ground, like in case you change your mind. And then somehow the mom grabbed it without us seeing because <laughs> she's got it in the car. I don't know how she did it. Yeah. Uh, I guess that is the region for ninjas. So maybe, you know, like, I guess <laughs> she's got like uh, some guys working for her that brought it to her in the car, I guess. Um, but <laughs> she is like the, she lives in a fucking temple, by the way. So I guess that makes a lot of sense. You know, she's kind of like a villain, yeah. like a, a crazy mad doctor villain. That's her house is literally a drawing. <laughs> it's artwork yeah. from Hino's, uh, stuff, right? Yes. So I thought that was great, but yeah, when she kills the kid, it is pretty fucked up and the kids crying and screaming the entire time <laughs> and the entire time it, and you're like yeah Ugh. it's pretty unsettling dude <laughs> yeah but i laughed i couldn't help but laugh because i'm a fucking sick fuck but it's also not as realistic you know but if you were to watch that in any other setting in an american movie you would be like horrified you know what i mean like yeah basically so but yeah, that thing that comes back and then she puts it in a cage in the attic. I like that she had a cage in the attic of her of her uh, fortress. Yes, totally. I mean, well, what fortress? Where she the kid beforehand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what fortress would not be complete without a fucking attic cage? You know, I guess. Totally. I want to know what's in the basement. I, I, yeah, I just like to think that she made her manservant just do everything for her. 
Yeah. We didn't have to see it on screen. The manservant just took care of everything uh. off screen. Because he was devoted. Like, he would do anything for her. So yeah. I could see it. Well, you know, the, the good pay, you know. That's the, the jobs out there. They work you hard out. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to get that bonus for that year, you know. But he is the Absolutely. one that said that uh, he was like, don't do not do it. Don't do it. Don't even think about it because you're going to destroy uh, everything. And, and it's like, it really does. And, like, and of course it does because it's a horror movie. But it, it, it does also paint the picture of, you know, like, yes, literally the majority of parents probably would do that if it was a possibility for them, you know? Yeah. So uh, it may seem like outrageous, but uh, I would actually think that, you know, if you offered somebody with a dead child the chance to get their child back, and they have to kill another child. I think most parents would honestly do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I really do. Yeah, dude. Watching that motherfucker jump around and leap on people and then fucking bite them on the neck yeah. and shit like that was hilarious. There was that one scene where Dio, cause they, they, the weirdest thing in this movie is the transformations that they make with Dio. Okay. So first, yeah. Dio comes up out of the grave like a little person with like swollen eyes. He's shorter. He's a little stubbier and he's got fangs and he bites the old lady and kills her. And it's it's he's like agile as fuck, by the way, which they they elaborate on. And it makes it even more funny in the movie, by the way, (laughs) because you see a shadow drop down behind somebody at one point. Sorry. No, I was just saying it makes it even more horrific, too, because you got this squat little thing that looks like you could just easily outrun it. But it's. (laughs) <laughs> super fast and agile and i'm sorry if you saw that thing running at you like super fast you would shit your pants <laughs> in real life <laughs> like those kids that were playing soccer and you tried to hand it the ball to them and they were like fuck this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i love that they put it out in the middle of the day too like he goes out and feeds and then wakes up in the fucking like bushes like all blood drunk and and like gets up and like tries to be friendly with the kids and the mom shows up and but they do this thing they like they realize that obviously Dio is not very much like Dio was when he was alive before he got hereditaried uh yeah and so they decide that they're going to do an operation on his brain and remove it with another kids and put another kids brain inside of his body and i'm like okay yeah. what how would that even yeah right <laughs> I'd be like, what? So they do it. Talk about desperation. Right. They do it. It works. And then he transforms back to the old looking Dio of himself. But they put like bandages around his head for the whole time. And then suddenly it doesn't last anymore. And he's back to the little person, Dio, who's got fangs and he's out fucking killing people at night again. <laughs> and then, what else did they do? What did they do to make him go back to normal again? Did they do something else? I can't remember. Like they, they replaced the brain. Well, well no, I, I think I think from there is when they. Uh, well, I mean, obviously toward the end, but um, is when they go to hell. Oh, they actually have to go to hell to stop it. That's right, because he's like the little like Dio is like stomping on people in hell. Yeah, like all the people Dio he kills, is, right? Yeah, it's it, they they have to send him back to hell, but the only way to actually stop him is to kill him while he's in hell because a he's the boy from hell. Uh, that's that the only sense. place where he's actually vulnerable it's you know? really easy to get to hell in this movie though <laughs> yeah it is um which is 
very different from all the other hell Japanese hell movies that I've watched. It's not as easy. <laughs> yeah, it's a perilous <laughs> journey to get there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, I liked it, but it's funny because you see like Dio like stomping on people on a green screen and it's just people yeah. writhing around in hell. And then like it's it's silly. But it, it is silly. It, it's definitely probably the cheapest representation of hell I've ever seen. But it works. Yet, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it does work. And, that, and that, that's just what blows my mind about this movie is because it's so out there and ridiculous and all over the place. And yet it still works yeah. so well. Blows they, my mind. That's just, you know, it's like you, anything goes with this kind of fucking story. So it's it's really funny. Yeah. There's a, one of my favorite scenes is when Dio's in a parking lot and he sees like one of those mirrors, those corner mirrors that they have in the top of, of a, a store in the corner of a, a yeah. like, like a city store. So you can see like both aisles. So you can see people going down the aisles like a curved convex uh, yeah. mirror. Uh, he goes up to one and slams his head into it <laughs> and then fucking falls down and like gets back up and starts crying and looking at himself <laughs> in the mirror. And he's like, Oh my God, what have I become? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And that's and, when, and that's go it's ahead. humorous, but it's also intense, you know? Yeah, it is humorous. That, I, that, that's, that's one thing that I really like about this movie is it can be humorous, but also like really intense with its subject matter at the same time. And I'm like, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> yeah, he is pretty agile. So it is, I don't know. It just, this movie is bananas. <laughs> like this is it bananas. Is, it is bananas. Absolutely bananas. But like in the best way possible. And then what, how does yes. it end? How does it end? Like you want to go ahead and finish it up? Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, he gets shot in the head while in hell reverts back to the boy he was. And the horror is, concluded right it seems there was a scene before that where i think the the mom was like carrying around dio and it was like a doll <laughs> you could totally tell yeah the, yeah the detective shoots her in the chest she falls down on the street somewhere and dio's crying over her and then dio goes to hell and then that detective follows the path of the dio to hell and that's when he shoots him in the head yeah yeah and uh, I, they don't explicitly say, like, oh, that's what had to be done to permanently kill him. That's just kind of what makes sense to me. Like, he's only vulnerable in hell because that's where he came from, you know, kind of deal. But uh, I, I guess the real question is, why did he go to hell in the first place? <laughs> what the hell did that little kid do that was so bad that he had to come from hell? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Who knows? But I know that the detective was like, you can die now. Yeah. And then walks off into the wilderness into the night <laughs> yeah basically i mean that was basically it but i'm like all right that works pinocchio but, uh, grew up it, it really is like it's an out there crazy story but it's a very compelling story too yeah you know no. it has a it has a lot going for it i really enjoyed it it was a lot of it was a fun watch because i i was like kind of watching it to where i was a little tired and it woke me right up. Like, I was just like, yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> like, I was having a good time watching it. So de definitely don't miss this one of all the all the movies that we talked about tonight or today. For sure. So if you guys are listening to this and you are curious about it, definitely, and you haven't already started watching it, <laughs> you should definitely check it out. It is definitely on the lower budget style. So, but yeah, good pick, man. Good pick. Yeah, I love that one. Definitely the best of the whole box set.
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm curious about the other ones. I hope they're slightly as good as almost as good as that. Well, well, you know, like I said, um, th- this one's definitely the standout. Uh, I don't think any of the other five are bad. Um, I think they run the gambit from good to great. And that's about as much as I can say about it. But okay. they're all pretty much low budget stuff. But if you like the the cheaper creep show style thing, I'm sure you could probably get around it yeah. or monsters or whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's basically a very low budget tongue in cheek horror. Yeah, uh, that's unique. They're all they're all pretty unique stories, too. There's nothing like there's not like a plain old ghost story or anything. Hino comes up with some crazy stories, so they they satisfy. For sure. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on again this week, man. It's been a pleasure uh, hanging out with you and talking shop Same about here. this stuff. So nerding out about a bunch of fucking weird movies that no one ever talks about. That's the best. Yep, I fucking it love really that. Is. <laughs> like so i hope you guys check these ones out and dig deep in your piles whenever you're in a pile of fucking horror movies for sure eric is there a place that they can follow you on again just in so they know uh yeah you can find me on instagram at identic horror and uh, i've also got a facebook page it's just called the encyclopedia of horror and suspense movies all right guys so i'll put a link down for all of that down below But yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We will see you next week with some new movies. Check the social media for what we're going to do. I think we're going to do Japanese Hell and Joguko. Joguko? Yeah. But thanks. Joguku. Yeah. (laughs) But thanks for coming by. And as always, long live the void.